0: This episode of the Invest Your Best podcast with Ali K is brought to you by Organifi. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition with high-quality ingredients and less than three grams of sugar. And what I love about Organify's superfood blends is that they are so easy. There's no chopping or juicing or any of that. You just mix in a scoop in your water, stir it up and you go. It's great tasting and Organifi really prides on keeping costs low. So it's less than $3 a day. And what I've been loving is drinking Organifi's limited time gold chocolate, which is like an alternative to hot chocolate. And you know, the holidays are coming up. Who doesn't love a nice soothing cup of self-care? Organifi's gold chocolate has a soothing blend of herbs, medicinal mushrooms, and organic, cocoa. So you can kind of just get that evening ritual, make yourself a cup of it and feel restored. Now you can receive 20% off any Organifi purchase by using my code Ali K, A-L-I-K-A-Y. So go to Organifi.com slash Ali K to receive 20% off your purchase. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward K. Welcome to season four of the Invest Your Best podcast with Allie K. Come along as I casually explore what it takes to live your best life mentally and physically by focusing on the things you can control, your thinking and actions. Come and listen as I have open, real, and honest conversations about what it takes to step into action to live your best life. It's time to invest your best. guys welcome to the invest your best podcast i am your host Allie Kay. this episode i'm like i already know it's going to be an amazing episode i am here with katie austin hello welcome hey what's up Allie? thank you for having me first of all congratulations on sports illustrated
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. A whole year of, you know, I auditioned for actually, this is my fourth year auditioning. And so finally making it in the magazine this year was
0: crazy. You looked amazing. Like I was watching all the videos and stuff. Like, I mean, not to be weird, but your butt like where's the cellulite? Where is the cellulite? I, is, you, like, think, t- I have cellulite, trust me, <laughs> but I
1: will say it's so funny that you said cellulite because the one thing that I really did try to work on was reducing cellulite and I did and I thought it wasn't very possible to be honest. I was like, okay, all these are myths, like whatever it is, like the things that I did actually worked. I went on a lot of walks, I drank a lot of water, I foam
0: rolled. It actually did work. It not for the most part got anything away, but you know what I mean? Back up, back up. Okay. Cause my, yeah. like I definitely noticed on my body like I definitely go through phases of like really bad cellulite. And then I see it, you know, kind of, it just, it goes through like the phases. So walk us through this because I feel like everyone has their like notepad and they're writing it down.
1: Okay. So first off, cellulite is very natural. Like over 90% of women have it just an FYI. If you have cellulite, same, but I did have really bad cellulite actually, I would say a year ago and I was pretty self-conscious of it. And you know, I I did lose around like 13 pounds first up, which obviously helps with cellulite. And then I, um, I mean, not as much as you or anything like, you know, (laughs) Nothing like too crazy, but to prepare for SI, I did like put in a lot of work and trained and I did like little things and like foam rolling like four times a week, I would say drink a lot more water. I ate a lot healthier too mm-hmm. so of course it's just like what you're putting in your body and then I walked daily walking just helped so much
0: yeah so when you foam roll you're talking about like the, the stuff I mean I think I have one from Amazon it's like the cylinder thing right yes yes and I like
1: the one that's really tough and hurts more with the <laughs> you know like the edges on it which is great
0: but it hurts more and so you did that four times a day no weeks, oh, weeks? I say day? no then I miss I'm sorry oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Like girl, you are
1: at it. That would be so much dedication. <laughs> I, I nobody's got time for that.
0: I love that. So I've never actually heard that trick. I know like foam rolling is really good for like muscles and muscle recovery and all that. But so that really helps your cellulite. Yes, and I forgot a theragun.
1: Ooh, I have not used a theragund in a few months now, and I swear to you, it really helps your cellulite. So it just breaks it all up. Yes. Like a massage gun on your thighs. If you just like, you know, have a friend or significant other who can get the back of your thighs and butt, try it for just
0: like five minutes every single night. Okay. I'm doing it because I want my butt to look like your butt. So I'm going (laughs) to let you know how that goes. Okay. So Sports (laughs) Illustrated, you're doing it. You're surrounded by so many like beautiful girls. You're so confident. I mean, you come off so positive, energetic, and confident. You're so inspiring, but was there like a moment where you looked around and you're like, oh crap, like am I ready for this? Like kind of just having that moment of like being self-conscious.
1: Of course. I mean, we're all human first up. And I will say this. I said in the beginning of this, you know, I I auditioned, uh, you know, back in 2017 for the first time. And obviously every year when I auditioned, I didn't get it. It was very heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm 27 years old, I'm like, thank God I didn't get it when I was 23. Like I would have not been mentally ready. You have to be very, very confident and know exactly who you are when you are entering a swimsuit competition. Yeah. And, you know, you are competing. I think we had like 22,000 submissions this year. They narrowed it down to like, you know, they, they kept narrowing it down and and actually very soon we find out who's rookie. And so it's a huge, long process that you'd be very mentally strong for. And I'm so happy that it happened to me this year, though, of all years, because I really, you know, have a lot of confidence. I've gotten my shit together. I know exactly who I am and my brand is. And so, you know, my biggest thing is like, if all else fails, I, I know what my brand is and what I'm doing and my path as well. It was just a cool little, you know, a cool little dream that I wanted to accomplish.
0: Yeah. And you're doing it again. Cor- congratulations on the podcast too. You have your app, you. you have so much. I love your content. And like I said, you're just so positive and motivating. And I know you, were you a lacrosse player? Like you've been kind of, I was. that's awesome. My brother was yeah. a lacrosse player. He was a goalie D2, I think nice. D2 school. So you kind of like grew up being athletic, what's kept you motivated to be in this like fitness niche?
1: Well, I was an athlete at USC. I've been an athlete my entire life. I played lacrosse and tennis. And to be honest, I am very grateful that athletics has been a huge part of my life for so long because it taught me like dedication, hard work, how to train, you know, especially just knowing how good you feel when you work out. And I really do think that's where all my confidence comes from. Because if I go like five days without working out, I seriously see a difference in my confidence, in my energy levels, in my positivity. And so I know. When I feel my best, it's when I'm on that habitual workout routine. And I think that's what keeps me motivated. And, you know, I always say, people are always like, how do you get so, stay so motivated every day? I'm like, I'm not. You think I'm freaking superwoman? Absolutely (laughs) not. I'm human. And, you know, even as fitness professionals, like you as well, you're not gonna be motivated every single day. But my thing is, once it's a part of your schedule and it's a part of your habit and you just do it, it just becomes your lifestyle. And I know, again, that's so cliche to be like, fitness is your lifestyle. But, Once you schedule it in and you make sure you do at least 30 minutes every single day, you don't even need that motivation.
0: You know what I mean? Preach girl. That's exactly how I feel. I just feel like, I know if I don't get those 30 minutes of movement in, I am not a good person. Like, I'm just, I'm not as patient. I'm moodier. Like, I'm not a good mom. I'm, you know, and that's what keeps me going. And I feel like we all have bad days. Absolutely.
1: I mean, (laughs) I have a lot of bad days. And I think social media is really hard because. You can be very positive online, and, and trust me, I do everything. When I'm very positive, I show my positivity. But you know, I would say like twice a month, I have those days where I'm so down and I question everything I'm doing, and a lot has to do with hormones in my period, obviously, <laughs> and like anxiety levels. I've, I struggle from like minor anxiety, I would say for sure, and so I don't know. It just taking time to make sure you're up keeping yourself daily. So you don't get to those really, really bad days when something really goes wrong, you get to that breaking point, you know, but I definitely have bad days. I, I do believe in toxic positivity. I think we can't just all the time be like, we're the most happy go lucky butterflies in the sky, mm-hmm. you know, rainbows type of girl. I mean, my mom is genuinely like that. My mother wakes up every day at 6am and thinks the world is made of rainbows and that's just who she is. And my sister and I joke, we're like, We grew up almost in a toxic environment because that girl has no negative ever, ever negativity, no complaints ever coming out of her mouth. So we joke around about it, but I do think
0: showing the negative sides, you know, when we have those bad days is important. Yeah, definitely. And it makes us human.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: So you just mentioned anxiety. Tell me about how you manage your anxiety. I know for me, I struggle with anxiety too. So workout is definitely like a must. It's like my medicine. What are your other ways that you've learned to just manage your anxiety?
1: I realize that I get triggered by a few things. It is getting out of my routine. Mm -hmm. It is putting too much on my plate and it is a lack of sleep. And so if I can manage those things and say no to things that I don't need to be doing and, you know, while I'm traveling or while I'm, so to say, out of a routine, I can keep up small ways with it, like work out and try, you know... You know, drink all of the water that I'm supposed to do and, and, you know, kind of catch up a little bit on content and emails while I'm away so I can not feel so overwhelmed when I get back. You know, I know I'm very, very grateful that I would say in the last year, I know what like stemmed my anxiety. It took me a kind of a while to figure out like, why am I so anxious? Mm-hmm. And I think even sometimes when I have nothing to do, I feel so anxious because I'm a type of person that needs like to be very productive, but I'm working on it every single day. What do I do <laughs> to help it? I write in a journal. Um, whether that's on my phone or I actually just got this journal uh, like two weeks ago, it's like a wellness journal and I tailored it to like my type of anxiety, uh, which it. is like way too like overworking. And then uh, I love walking. I love walking and I love cooking. Cooking is like literally my meditation.
0: I'm jealous of that. I have tried cooking so many times, and I don't know why. Like, I want to be able to do it, but I just can't. Have you always cooked, or was it something that you learned? Are you yes? Okay,
1: yes, I have cooked. So, my mom actually had her own TV show, uh, when I was growing up, prone fitness show. She had the she has like the longest running show. It's like for 26 years. So, when I was growing up, my mom was always gone, and she wasn't like an absent mother, she was like there, obviously, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the time she was gone, and when she was gone, I would be like in fourth freaking grade and wanting an, a home cooked meal, and so I'd cook for my family. Like ever since I was so little, even if it was like a baked potato or pasta or something, but I've been cooking for forever, probably since I was like 10.
0: Whoa. Okay. That's unreal. So what's your go-to meal that you cook? Uh, I would say (laughs) pesto pasta. Oh my God. that is that's
1: That doesn't help the cellulite. (laughs) No, but I will say, I love to meal prep my sauces like pesto Mm. and like I make my own Caesar dressing. So I would say a huge thing, a part of like making all the healthy stuff that I do so tasty is meal prepping my sauces and dressings. So even if you're eating just like roasted broccoli, brown rice and chicken or something, right? And it's like a really plain meal and you don't really know what to do from there. If you guys like prepare homemade pesto or homemade, you know, uh, Caesar dressing like I do or any type of sauce, I even make homemade ranch. It's like freaking delicious. And so I just keep a jar of it and I just pour it over because I'm a huge sauce girl. I put sauce and mustard mm-hmm. and shit on everything. <laughs> it makes it so tasty. And I don't I don't think that's like the best chef's tip because like that's not how chefs obviously cook, not with like tons of <laughs> sauce. But that's my best tip for someone like you. <laughs> I, okay. Tell me what's in homemade ranch. Okay. I put buttermilk. It's not healthy. I put like buttermilk, dill. I honestly follow my mom's recipe. It's freaking delicious. It's not healthy though at all
0: i love it but i feel like if you're putting it on healthy stuff like grilled chicken it's oh all yeah i don't salads, care at all
1: right oh totally i don't care at all And even like one tablespoon of my pesto is like 150 calories <laughs> like that's not healthy but we'll be back after a quick break
0: Oh, well. Okay, so I have to ask you with your body because... I mean, not to just talk about your, but obviously you have a great fitness physique. I don't want it to be like we are talking about your body, but I've noticed with me like, okay, so obviously I've lost weight and then I kind of like got into that like squishy phase, you know? So then I started toning more by lifting heavier weights and now I've gone to running and I've seen like a change in my body. Do you see changes in your body, like with the exercises that you're doing and what have you found that works for you? Because your body is oh amazing. God. Absolutely. I have gone through so many phases just like you. So I was in a running stage. So I played
1: lacrosse and First up, I'll go back to the beginning. When I play lacrosse, we had to max out heavy lift. And when I mean max out, like I was squatting like 200, over 200 pounds. And like, I was a lot bigger, but I was like compact. Mm -hmm. I lost all my boobs. I didn't like the way that I looked. And and I always have to be very careful about saying I didn't like the way that I looked and and stuff because I don't want to offend anyone because, you know, it it is a tricky situation. But I, this is a personal take. I don't like my body when I lift heavy. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of girls love to lift heavy. It's not for me. And I've learned that because I can gain weight so fast Mm -hmm. when I lift really heavy. So after I did, I played lacrosse, I went to running for like 10 months straight. I literally lost all my muscle. I became skinny fat. I became literally like, like my muscle was depleted.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So then I combined, uh, like hit cardio about twice a week and like lighter toning. When I say lighter, I mean like 10 to 15 pounds Mm -hmm. of like, you know, I probably squat 30 pounds now, which to me, a lot of girls there's like, oh that's heavy lifting. To me, that's light because of the environment that I grew up in as a division one athlete. So I found that me lifting, 200 pounds doesn't work, but me lifting 30 is perfect and doing like more reps of it to get that leaner look.
0: So, are you working out at a gym? Do you work out at home? I know you have an app. What's your like routine? Where do you go? I work out at home,
1: but I will say I am very lucky to have the equipment that I need. I have a tonal, I have, you know, kettlebells here, I have dumbbells here, I have bands here. So, if you do need that gym, I encourage it. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, for me, buying dumbbells to put in my house. Was the best decision ever, the best investment because you don't have to pay a gym membership anymore and you don't have to waste that time driving. I'm also Mm -hmm. really lucky because I get motivated at home. Yeah. I don't need to go to a gym to feel motivated. I can like do it and I love to just like wake up, go downstairs, work out, do it in my room. I, I don't feel the need to like go somewhere. And so my routine is literally the exact workouts that I put up on my app. Some hit some leg focus, some total body focus, a lot of like, you know, bar with light weights as well. But then those days, those hit days are really hard, but they're just 25
0: minutes long. I love that. I feel like that's kind of me. I like working out at home, but sometimes I don't have that motivation. You had to, I don't know, you kind of, kind of, find your groove to actually get it done. Some people do need, you know, to get out of their house to go to the Totally, totally. You kind of have to force yourself the first few weeks, to be honest. And it's like, I can't be motivated. If you force yourself
1: for a whole month, I promise you'll find that rhythm to keep doing it. Yeah, definitely.
0: Okay, so I want to kind of jump to, I've kind of been finding myself kind of crossing that line of being unhealthy, like picking my body apart again, you know, have you ever felt that way? I feel like a lot of us are kind of guilty of that in the fitness industry and fitness professionals of, you know, kind of crossing that unhealthy boundary. Do you find that at all? I'd love to be like, yes, I I really would, but I really don't. I obviously
1: have flaws and I can look at my body and be like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. I just don't. And I I don't mean to be so like blunt and and be like, of course I get insecure at times. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm not saying that, but I never pick apart my body. I just really don't. I mean, I'm just
0: so like... I don't know. And this is like horrible to say. I feel like I, I really just don't. I, I It's good. I, we need to take notes on this because I feel like it's hard not to just, I don't know. I feel like with social media, it's so hard not to compare yourself to other people. You oh, know? of course. It's the funniest thing though. I don't compare
1: looks at all and bodies at all. I compare like hustle and mm-hmm. like career moments. It's like this weird thing where it's like, I don't even care what someone looks like mm-hmm. because looks don't matter at all. They don't, have any value on you, your identity and your life. I think that's why I don't ever look at my body and pick it apart because who gives a shit? Truly. Am yeah, I allowed to cuss? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Let it out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like who cares? Like literally who cares? No one else cares. And mm-hmm. I think that's just been instilled in me because I was an athlete my entire life. My dad would, you know, reprimand me for getting a B in school. And so I was always just so focused on being smart and athletic. And I think, you know, and having a personality and, and where I grew up in Virginia, like no one cared about looks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like you were the popular girl if you were good at lacrosse, or you were like, you know, going to UNC or an Ivy or something. Yeah. So I think that's just why I don't pick apart my body. But at the same time, I understand why girls do because they're so focused on looks. But at the same time, again, like I said, your looks, first up, will fade. Number two, <laughs> I love that. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's not your identity. It is not your worth. Do not value who you are on what you look like. It will just tear you apart. Even if you're freaking Megan Fox, you can still have something thing to pick apart your body with
0: 100 and I feel like also with social media it's so fake like now I like oh I want to see the stretch marks like I want to see the imperfect yes. like I feel like that's so beautiful like that's real and we've been missing out on that you know we're so used to seeing these like photoshopped pictures. That's why I love Sports Illustrated right now. They've completely like rebranded. They totally have them.
1: Victoria's Secret, Abercrombie, those big brands you see are making that way to like be more inclusive as well. And it's just amazing, honestly. It's like they're making people feel seen. You look at the industry and you're like, oh my God, no no one looks like me. But now so many girls are being you know featured that Mm -hmm. someone out there looks like you.
0: Yeah. And then it's relatable that people are now seeing themselves. It's powerful. So what's next for you? Oh man. Okay, so I
1: just moved in and uh You're sitting yes, in an empty room. I'm sitting in an empty room, and this is the first time I'm saying it, but I'm moving with my boyfriend. Woo! That's exciting. Woo! Is this the first time yeah. ever that you moved
0: in with someone? Yes, it is. Oh, girl. So big step. It's a big step, step,
1: but he's definitely the one. I mean, a hope, obviously. So I'm really excited. I'm kind of focused on on my house and moving in with him right now. I mean, I'm really content with my career. I obviously want to do, you know, way more with my show, Austin AF. Uh, It's a podcast and a, um, a YouTube show, working on that. But I mean, just kind of working on life with him and loving it and having fun with friends. I feel like it's, we've been cooped up for so long. I'm ready to just like, just like enjoy human beings and, not focus so much on my damn career at all times. I
0: love that. I feel like you have a really good balance. Like you have a really good, cause you hustle hard. Like you're doing a lot. I I mean, keeping up with content in general, do you find oh like now that it's kind of, obviously it's kind of a job, but it's also passion. How do you balance that? Because at the end of the day, sometimes it really does feel like work and it's like, shit, I got to put out this content. Like, how do you balance that life?
1: I would say first off, if you are looking to be like a content creator and you always thought, you know, it's like a really easy job and I'm just going to put up a piece piece of content. I will say this, you have to love what you do. Mm -hmm. If you don't have passion for creating content that can inspire others, then just don't even start because it's not worth it because it's actually way more work than you think it is. I'm also on like literally every single social media platform and every single social media platform has to be different. Mm -hmm. TikTok, Triller, Snapchat, YouTube, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, my blog. Like I'm probably missing like seven apps right now, but it's like so freaking much to keep up with. I like to time block it. So basically, I only film like this week. I only filmed on Tuesday and Thursday, mm. um, and tomorrow. I mean, like I'm I'm not filming today or Friday. So I use Wednesday and Friday as like email days or edit days. And then like two days a week, I'll film. So if you guys have seen something like all my stories or something, it could have been like the day before or something. Cause that's just how my mind works. I'm also extremely, I have a, I have a brain of a squirrel. I'm extremely ADD. That's so me. I'll be doing something next moment. <laughs> I'll be doing something else. I will forget. So I actually have to do it that way for my brain to actually function. So that's me. I just have passion for it. I loved it. I love what I do. I love being creative with new content coming up with new workouts and recipes.
0: Well, keep doing it. You're so inspiring. What do people like message you? What are your typical messages that you get from people and like the feedback from your community?
1: So, I mean, I actually just started like community group chat. I had it for like the last two years and I just started using it. And it's been really, really cool to directly interact mm-hmm. with people because, you know, I see DMs sometimes and, and I reply to them. I try, I try. But if you understand you're an influencer too, if you are listening, you you know, don't understand how many DMs we get a day. It's exhausting to reply to them all. And I mean that in the most sincere way. And I'm really sorry if like, we don't get back to you, but like it drains me to Mm -hmm. sit on my phone and reply to people. So I try to like not do that because it's really bad for my mental health. So I started this community group chat where I like just dedicate a few, you know, minutes every single day to like catch up on it. And it's been amazing because I just have loved to see girls, you know, posting the recipe that they tried of mine or a girl today said like, you know, she posted the scale that how much weight she lost. And it's just so cool to see everyone interacting together too. I mean, the most, the the biggest one that I get is just like how I inspire them, which is obviously, as you know, Mm -hmm. the most incredible message ever.
0: I know it keeps like, it just keeps you going. It keeps us motivated. I love that. And I agree. It's, it's setting those healthy boundaries. That's like, kind of you You might experience yes. this too with like your boyfriend like that's the biggest fight my husband and I have is like I need to set the boundaries because I am trying to answer the messages like I have that desire to to connect but it is really draining right. you know it's a lot to keep up with so I love that you started the community chat because you know that's what keeps us going Yeah. People, they can DM me with questions every second. Of course they can, Mm -hmm. but
1: they also don't realize how much time it takes for us to sit there and write two paragraphs back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, we're just like an open encyclopedia for people just to like ask anything to. So, and I post, you know, (laughs) this is a side note to you. Like I post like, a. uh, pair of shoes or something. And I'm like, I love these shoes from Puma. And someone's like, Hey, where'd you get these shoes? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't link them before? <laughs> guys, guys, links right there are like, I literally just said in the slide before or like, come
0: on. <laughs> How do you deal with, like, negative comments?
1: Oh, my God. I just got a really mean one last night. And the comment went viral, literally had 290 comments below it. And the person got so... Like, upset, I guess, like, because people were like being mean to her off of her mean comment that she deleted it. So it doesn't even exist anymore. What did so it, say? it literally went viral. It was like, I like posted this TikTok that I went on a date with a country singer. And she said back, there's no way you went on a date with a country singer because you are so ugly. I don't know how you would ever pull him. And I just was like, oh, okay. And so I had all these girls just comment back and be like, just like defending me, obviously, yeah. whatever. And she kept commenting. She was like, uh, she was like, what'd she say? No offense. Just like, I mean, isn't it great that everyone has different tastes? I find her very below average. And she kept commenting it. And it's like, dude, like stop. stop. Even I commented back and I said, ooh, ouch,
0: what the heck? That- and then she replied to me again. Sorry, you're ugly. Whoa, stop. I just feel like what uh, if anything with social media, I've learned like comments are a direct projection of how that person feels about themselves. Yes. Like it has nothing to personally do with you or anything. Like if they feel a certain feeling from your content or whatever, it's it's completely on them. I feel like that's like I one mean, of I the positives. That of learning. Yeah.
1: And TikTok has been so bad lately. So I get bad. The meanest comments. Me too.
0: The meanest. Me too. I feel what like- What the hell? It started off so nice. It started <laughs> off so nice. I feel like that's become like TikTok culture. That's why I like, I'll make my content, but I feel like I have more of a community on Instagram than I do on TikTok because it's just yeah, negative. Sure. I realized after last night, because I did, I saw other
1: like really mean ones off of other ones. And I'm like, I'll post a TikTok. Just don't read the comments.
0: Yeah. Setting the boundaries boundaries exactly yes well thank you katie for coming on you are just like i love your energy you're just very i don't know you have good energy i feel it (laughs) thank you
1: thank you you too by the way yeah well
0: congrats when do we find out rookie
1: i don't know they're said by the end of this week so hopefully soon i mean
0: that's exciting
1: i don't know but to be honest i'm i'm not focused on it at all i you know I've decided to mentally like go on a path where I'm just focusing on myself Mm -hmm. and my career and my brand. And, you know, just like whatever happens happens. And there's so many freaking girls who deserve it. There's like 13 girls who deserve it. So it's like wild to even think that they can pick, you know, one or two.
0: Right. It is what it is. Your pictures are beautiful. Congratulations again. Where can we check out your podcast?
1: They can check it out on... (sighs) Uh, YouTube or anywhere you can find a podcast. (laughs) I don't even know what to say. Anywhere you can find it. Austin
0: AF. Austin AF. All right, Katie, thank you so much. And this has been another episode of the Invest Your Best podcast. I will see you next time.